0: Radio Pulp. Thrilling adventures of the shadow are on the air, brought to you each week by the Blue Coal Dealers of America. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Today's story, Nightmare at Galesbury. Close the window, nurse. It's beginning to pour again. Yes, Dr. Blair. Now, sir, why do you wish my death? Can't you understand that we here at the sanatorium are doing everything in our power to restore your health of mind again? I don't wish your death, not at all. That's not the case at all, you know. What is, then? It's difficult to explain. That is, I don't quite... Ah, There. There, we saw the lightning then. Now we know that thunder is coming. There, you see. We didn't wish it, but we knew it must come. Just so do I know that death is coming for you, Dr. Blair. There are more things in heaven and earth than you dream of, Doctor. What's led you to think of my death? I've been told about it. Told? Who's told you? There are more things in heaven and earth than you... Who believe. has told you? A greater intellect than either you or I speaks to me, Dr. Blair. All the many things I know, he tells me. He who no one believes, just as no one believes again. Yes, the immortal Cogliostro. Count Cogliostro died in the Bastille in the 18th century. He died. He's dead. Can't I appeal to your reason to give up this ridiculous obsession? After all, you were a man of science. What? Well, I am a man of science. I am. My grasp of science is the greatest in the world, sir. He teaches me. He guides my hands. Yes, 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 yes. Your brain, your puny brain, is too dull, too blurred, too limited to comprehend the vastness of my knowledge. That will do. The interview is over. Such a scientific nonentity as you, Dr. Blair. Well, McPherson, return the patient to his room, Ned. Yes, doctor. Ah, return to my room. <laughs> Such a feeble-minded dabbler is not fit to be apprenticed to a man of my stature. You, Dr. Blair? Yes, Maxerson. Take him away. Come along now, sir. Very well. I'll go. I'm your patient and your prisoner. But believe me, there are more things in heaven and earth than you dream of, Doctor. <laughs> well, best thing to do. Strange. Strange? What? Oh, he keeps repeating that. More things in heaven and earth than you dream of. And He was one of our foremost scientists once, you know. Experimented with insulin in mental cases long before the rest of us dreamed of the possibility. Successfully? No. his, His most important experiment failed. An experiment on which he had based all his hopes. I see. Contrary to all his theories, a patient, a young girl, I believe, died after treatment. It was too much for him. His nerves went, and after that, he lost all confidence in himself. It was then as a kind of compensation that he developed the idea that the ghost of Cogliostro watches over him. You take quite an interest in this case, don't you? Mm, I suppose I do. I've been working desperately hard to cure him. You work too hard, Doctor. Much too hard. I don't believe you've had a free moment in weeks. Oh, really, Dr. Blair, you should relax, you know. Well, nurse, Friday night, I'm having friends down for the weekend. You've heard me speak of them, I think. Lamont Cranston, Margot Lane? Oh, yes, yes. And I mean to let everything slide and do nothing but enjoy myself until Monday morning. What is it? You notice how the lights are dimming? Yeah, the storm. Uh, I hope it doesn't upset the power plant at Galesbury. They're going fast. I guess I'd better get some candles. You mustn't do that. Everybody, everybody, mustn't do it. Yes? What was that? What? Didn't you hear anything? No. Well, maybe you're all right about my nerves, hmm? Perhaps I'd... I heard that. It was a shot. Listen, there's some kind of disturbance in the hall. Call McPherson. The lights are gone. I, I can't find the door. It hurt yourself? No, just stumbled. Find it? Yes, but it won't open. What do you mean? It's locked. Locked? From the outside. It's impossible. Let me try it. Here, I don't see how... Oh, it is. McPherson. McPherson. Where are you, McPherson? McPherson. McPherson. Black person, can you hear me? Open the door. Hello, <laughs> Galesbury. Huh? village of Galesbury. Oh, fresh air. How's your head, Marco? Oh, still aching nicely, thank you. Is this where Bill Blair lives? Oh, no, he lives about 15 miles uh, over that way. 15 miles? Oh... How many cross-town blocks is that in round numbers? Well, I'm not sure, but I'd say approximately, uh, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but he's sending a chauffeur for us, lady, never fear. Are you sure he said Friday night, Lamont? Oh, absolutely. We're to pick him up at the sanitarium and then adjourn to the manor house for a weekend of Bill's fresh milk, fresh eggs, something and old supper. Oh, Lamont. <laughs> There's a place, two places. Buy something, please. Buy something. Buy something, please. There's a blade. Well, no, thanks, sir. Uh, afraid I don't need a thing. Buy something, mister. Something you need, mister. Buy something, please. <laughs> you see anything you like, Mum? No, blade. not a thing, Lamar. What? Oh, listen. Didn't I say you promised to bring your sister's boy a present? That's right. I did. Well, there. We do need something, after all. Buy something, please. Oh, here's just the thing. Look. This yes. jackknife. Very nice, sir. Very nice. 50 cents, Mr. 50 cents. Well, Ma, I said I'd bring him something useful. Well, now, look, my dear, I was a boy once myself, and a knife like this would have come in very handy. Very handy for a trunk murder, if you ask me. <laughs> very nice. Here you are, old man. Buy yeah. something more, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You got the knife? Uh-huh. Right here in my pocket. Oh, I say, remind me to call Weston around 10, will you, Margo? He may want to drive up and join us. Oh, all right, I'll remember. How's your hand? Still aches. Uh, Bill will know exactly what to do for it when we get there. That is, if we ever do get there. <laughs> you go, sanitarium. Dr. Blair's, yes. Why, yes, yes. Uh, are you Bill's uh, chauffeur? Dr. Blair's chauffeur, named Thorfu. Car waiting. You come. Uh-huh. Quite a chauffeur, Bill's got. What do you suppose he is, West Indian? I'd say so. He must be all of seven feet tall. A man that size could crack a skull with two fingers. I hope he likes it. <laughs> so do I. Come now. got waiting. But I don't particularly think he does. <clears throat> Coming. Come in, gentlemen. Come in, lady. If you'll just tell the doctor that Mr. Cranston and Miss Lena are here are... What tell? Please, you wait here. Uh, thank you. Well, handsome little place, Bill, has here, isn't it? Yes, it's handsome, but I could easily develop an attack of the creeps just the same. <laughs> I'll be glad to built lake. What's that? Knocking. Oh, the door over there. Somebody in the other room wants to get in. I'll see. Yes? What is it? Will you open the door, please? I'm locked in by mistake. Oh, just a second. Good evening. Do you know me? Know you? I... No, I don't think I do. That is unfortunate. I must then introduce myself. I am Sigmund Arnold, the world-famous organist of whom you must have heard. Sigmund Arnold? Yes. Why, yes, we've heard of Sigmund Arnold, but you... Careful there's the patient just agree with him. Oh. Why, of course we've heard of you, Mr. Arnold. We're delighted. Dear child, thank you. I came here to be treated for my nerves. They were never too good, you know. And now they won't seem to let me out. I haven't minded so much until tonight. But I have a concert at Angeles Holland. I really must be there. Will you be good enough to help me escape? Ah, uh, good evening, Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. I am Dr. Griswold. I do hope I've not... Oh, oh, see who's here. Number eight, you know you're not allowed in the reception room. Tafu! Tafu! <laughs> yes, that... Yes, that... Yes. You'd better take number eight to his room, Tafu. No. And I think it might be wise to lock the door. Yes, doctor. I will not be locked in. I won't. I won't be locked in. Strange case, number eight. Most unusual. Oh, I beg your pardon. Won't you sit down? What can I do for you? We have come to see Dr. Blair. Oh, yes. Uh, Dr. Blair was called away on an emergency case. I think he'll be back shortly. Can I offer you something, a drink, perhaps? Well, oh, thanks. The only thing that could possibly tempt me would be an aspirin. Headache? It's a beast of a one, Doctor. Uh, since early this afternoon. Oh, too bad. Nothing quite so distressing as a headache. But we'll have that fixed up in a very little while. Just come along with me, Miss Lane. Come along? Yes, uh, into my office. Oh. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Mr. Cranston will excuse us. Do help yourself to that drink if you change your mind. There in the cupboard, cigarettes in the box, and the radio's in the cabinet behind you. Come, Miss Lane. Oh, I say, Doctor, won't an aspirin do the trick? I have something far, far better than aspirin. But I never dreamed there was anything better for headaches. There are more things in heaven and earth Then you'd dream up, Mr. Cranston. Did you ring for me, Mr. Weston? Oh, yes, Sam. I dozed off. Has Lamont Cranston phoned? Uh, No, sir. He ain't. Ah, I thought maybe I'd missed it. I'm expecting him to... Ah, there it is. I'll get it, Sam. I'll get it. Hello? Uh, Hello? Oh, uh, hello. Who? Oh, Bill Blair. Hello, Bill. Bill, I, I can't hear you. What is it? What's the matter? What? Gatehouse. What gatehouse? What? Tell Lamont what? He's with you, isn't he? I- isn't he, Bill? Bill, what in the blazes is going on? Bill! 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 <whistles> huh. Taking a long time with her headache. Maybe maybe I will have that drink. The cupboard, he said, didn't he? Or mm. right. what in the name of... There's no liquor here. I sing a jam full of books. Well, maybe the radio works. Ah, success. You are hearing a series of compositions played by our studio organist. We are sorry to announce that the organ recital originally scheduled from Angeles Hall has been canceled due to the mysterious disappearance of Mr. Sigmund Arnold, the noted organist. Mr. Arnold, whose famous technique has thrilled many... Sigmund Arnold? Mysterious disappearance of Sigmund... Griswold! Dr. Griswold! Dr. Griswold! Gentlemen. Oh, it's you, Tofu. Look, there's something very strange going on. Gentlemen. Doctor sent me to tell you, young lady's headache very bad. Very bad kind of headache. Must make treatment at once. Most important, take long time. Three, four hours. Maybe five. He asked me, asked you. Do you want to wait? If I want to wait, say, what is this? Where is he? Let me buy Gentlemen, don't come in here, or who hurt him bad. You want to see me, Mr. Cranston? Yes, what the devil does he mean? What's the matter with Margot? Incipient dementia precox, I'm afraid, Mr. Cranston. What? A dread malady, but you need not worry. I shall nip it in the bud, as the saying goes, by means of a treatment known only to myself. Where is she? I'm afraid I can't allow you to see her. You can't allow me to see her? Now listen to me, Griswold. We haven't asked for treatment. And I demand that Miss Lane be released immediately. You demand? You demand? Just as you say, sir. As a matter of fact, if you really prefer that I don't treat the girl, I shall... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Awful, my pet. Well done. Your master approves. The timely blow, the splendid timely blow. Now, Mr. Cranston, what are your demands? Uh, You don't speak... Take him away, Tafu. Lodge him in the gatehouse with my other enemy where I shall attend to them both in my good time. In my good time when I have treated Miss Lane's aching head, when I have proved to the world that the great spirit Master Cagliostro guides my hand, that there are things in heaven and earth beyond men's dreams. Ha ha ha. Touch a police immediately. Uh, huh? Where the. Where Oh. Oh, yes. Alan. Who's there? I can't see you. Who's there? Come on. Bill. Bill, is it you? Yes. Where's Father? With Griswold. Griswold. Why, he's one of my patients. What? Yes, he's obsessed with the idea that Cagliostro is his guardian angel. This is just the opportunity he needs to use my insulin. Insulin? Yes, he's absolutely fascinated with it. Cause of his downfall. Bill, do you think he'll I think he'll undoubtedly kill her if we don't stop him. <laughs> There's no hope of Torfu being even another one of them. Griswold's absolute slave. Oh. Three days ago, they attacked my male nurse, McPherson, and killed him with his own gun. When they broke in the door of my office, I tried to get out through an emergency passageway under the building. But Torfu caught me, took my keys... The next thing I knew, I was regaining consciousness here in the gatehouse with my leg broken. Bill, we've got to get out of here. Yes, yeah, try and do it. A few minutes ago, Torfu caught me putting in a call to Weston and ripped the telephone off the wall. Didn't you say something about an underground passageway? Yes, but that's out in the ground. It can't do us much good. Uh, I've got to get to Margo. Maybe we can work the boat from the inside, Bill. It wouldn't help much if we could. The door opens out on the highway. Out into the ground. Oh, Besides, Lamont, you'd have precious little time to work with Thorfu coming to the door every few minutes to make sure his birds haven't flown. I tell you, I wouldn't come to grips with him armed with anything less than a revolver. But can't you handle him psychologically? That's quite a job, old man. His one weakness is a wild obsession with cutting instruments, swords, razors, and all that sort of thing. It's as dangerous as dealing with the worst sort of trunk murderer. Yes, I said. What was that? I said trunk murderer. Trunk murderer? Come in handy for a trunk murderer, if you ask me. What are you talking about? Something Margo said earlier this evening when the world still seemed sane. And if they didn't wipe them my pocket up. Then... No, here it is. Here what is? Something with which to pass me Tofu. A real shiny, sharp, long-bladed jackknife. Do you get the idea? Uh, yes, I think I do. I think I do. Say, there's a chance with that, Lamont. The one real chance we've got left. Now, let's see. You come back any moment now. And he does, I'll listen. <laughs> here he comes. I'll occupy him with the knife while you sneak quietly away. And what about the wall? There's a low place in the wall about 90 feet below the gate. I think with luck you'll be able to get over it while I'm coping with Torfu as best as I can. You know what you are, Doc? What? The salt of the earth. You here? Yes, Torfu. We're here. Good. No go away. Come in, Torfu. I've got something to show you. No one to see. Oh, you'll want to see this. Strike a match, Lamont. Here. Uh, yeah. Look, Torfu. Look. Look. Look how it shines. Sharp, too, like a razor. Oh. Knife. Yes, a knife. Here it is. It's yours. No. Come on, touch it, Torfu. No. Well, we thought you'd like it. We thought you liked sharp things. No. No. Why, it's all for you, Torfu. All you have to do is take it. No. No. <laughs> give me, give me, for 1. That's right. Now, sit here beside me, Tofu, Mm -hmm. and you can have it. Mm -hmm. Good luck, Shagana. Get over the wall. Mm -hmm. Like it, Mm -hmm. Tofu? Tofu got knife. Shine. Shine. Sharp. He got knife. I like turn off for of the law, riding around with you in the fast couple of a motorcycles. Hey Finnegan, look, with you, uh, what is it I see at top of the wall, yonder? I don't know, but I see it myself. Why it's the sanitarium figure I see anynegan or well, maybe something's happening at last, O'Shea. Come on me, boyo, we'll give him a bit of a surprise. Here. House breaking? Uh, no, uh, listen to me. No time to waste. I, I'm not a thief. I'm from inside. Oh, then you're not breaking in, you're breaking out. Yes. Uh, no. N- now, look. The man inside, who is presumably the doctor, is, is as a matter of fact, a madman. Oh, I... I see. The doctor is a madman. Well, now, isn't that just the way they always talk, okay? Now, please, don't make any mistake. My name is Lamont Cranston, and I'm. Sure, fine... you're a fine gentleman, and we're just going to take you back to the good doctor. Where you'll be safe and comfortable. Oh no, you don't. Papers and crochet. No, Come on, no, I tell you, I'm oh, oh, thank you, officers. You've done your duty in returning the patient, but I'm afraid I can no longer be responsible for him. Four breaks in one month. I I really must ask you to take him into custody and hold him until I can arrange a transfer. Well, I guess it's in the line of duty yeah. here. Now just a minute. Say, doctor. Yes, my good man? This fellow said his name was Lamont Cranston. Now, I've heard that name before somewhere, and I wonder if... (laughs) You you need not wonder a moment longer. They're all like that. Uh, Just a moment. I'll demonstrate. Number eight. Number eight. What do you want? I've missed my concert, you know. Now, Mr. Cranston, as you call yourself, who is this patient? He's Igman Arnold. The world-famous organist. What? Sigmund Arnold, is it? Out you go, my fine boy Oh, Grab him there, O'Shea. Good evening to you, doctor. A fine, balmy evening to you. Now come along, you, and... Now take it easy, and nothing's gonna happen for you. I only want to point out to you for the records, gentlemen, that Dr. Blair, the real owner of this establishment, is in that gatehouse over there at the mercy of a black monster seven feet tall. Sure, oh. sure, I know. With green eyes, and snakes are coming out from the top of his head. Now, eh? oh, uh, come along now, and enough of your talk. To- oh, what embraces hey, is that? that. what is it? Throw your light over there. Look at the window. Sure, heaven preserve us. He's right. Two men are fighting over there. Two men? A man in a giant. Don't you, Don't shoot! Stop, stop. Stop. Oh, You should have held your fire, man. The big one has run out on the highway. Don't worry about him. The slave won't deserve the master. Uh, one of us is lonely, Mr. Cranston. And I'm afraid it ain't you. I want to say right now... time be- to talk now. You attend to Dr. Blair. I have an appointment, an urgent appointment, to keep with Griswold. No. No, please don't. No, don't. The time has come, my bird. No, you can't now with the aid of the master no. hand that guides me i shall heal you no stop it oh cagliostro remain with me no no <laughs> what who's there i can see no one shadow of course you cannot see me no one has seen me these 300 years and more i am that master spirit of whom you battle such vain nonsense Cogliostro. i have come to tell you the truth mortal Astro does not guide your hand. Never has he helped you and never will he. It's not true. It's not true. No, no, no. Who would know better than I? I am that power in which you believe. I am the great spirit whom you thought watched over you. I know you not, mortal. No. Release this, girl. You have no skill. You'll only blunder again. And I who know all tell you this. No. If that is true, then I have nothing nothing you were something once and can be again go to the doctor who is watching over you he can help you go to him no no it's all over I'm a failure where are you going through a passageway which leads under the building to death if you attempt to escape they will kill you it doesn't matter come back come back Griswold it doesn't matter nothing matters nothing 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 Mount. Where's Margot? Is she all right? Here I am, Bill. Safe and sound thing. Oh, good, Margot. Where's Griswold? Look, isn't there someone moving along the wall? Throw your flashlight over there. There's something there, all right? It. Why, it's Griswold. Griswold, what are you doing? Don't come any closer, Dr. Blair. This last trick is mine. He's got a gun. MacPherson's revolver. Yes, gentlemen, MacPherson's revolver. He mustn't get away. He's completely out of control. Well, what can we do? What's that? Look, I just went. It's Torquo. Master, you not leave, Torquo. Not leave me, master. And back. I'm going over the wall alone. No, leave me. No, no. Back, back, guy's You know, leave me. Then back, tofu, I'm armed. You're not. Torfu, armed. I got knife. Put. Put down the knife. Knife. Torf. Torfu. Put knife. Ah! No. You go. And Torfu go. with you? He's dying. Is there nothing we can do for him? Nothing but pray for both their souls. Pray for both their souls. You have just heard Sigmund Arnold in the program scheduled for last evening. Mr. Arnold is now bowing. Well, God's in his heaven again lovely weekend well i'm afraid it wasn't very restful (laughs) my dear friend i shall weekend hereafter in the pastoral calm of broadway and 52nd street (laughs) but i did get something out of it you know Mm, what was that my headache it's completely gone (laughs) today's story is based on a story copyrighted by the shadow magazine the characters names, places and plot are fictitious any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental Weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. (laughs) Next week, same time, same station, the Blue Coal Dealers of America bring you an adventure of the shadow that will thrill you as you've never been thrilled before. So be sure to listen, and be sure to phone your friendly Blue Coal Dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. You've been listening to a classic radio drama proudly brought to you by the astoundingoutpost.com. Help support us by becoming a Patreon sponsor at www.patreon.com/astoundingoutpost.